0: hi welcome to relationship i'm stacy and i'm oha oha just turned it up i (laughs) did You can be real. What's going on? How you
1: doing? I had a little bit of a stressful day, but I'm feeling good. I'm about to go do a music rehearsal for some crazy fun Halloween shit and hang out with a bunch of dudes. And What's
0: it called? Because this is going to come out before Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Okay. No, it might come out right after Halloween. That's okay. Just you know you it. guys missed it. Yeah, you missed it.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, I had a, overall, I had a killer, like, work day. Like, I um, did really well at work. Um, even though I left a little bit early, um, it feels good. I, something happened to me recently where I realized that I feel like maybe I wasn't giving people as much credit as I should be. Um, especially like in my corporate workplace, Uh like I just met a lot of women that are super fucking business smart. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I ever really appreciated that when I was like just making art and doing comedy you know, like I just looked kind of down on.
0: So you didn't really value their role? In things? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't
1: valuing of their role in, in society and of their workplace. And they're just smart, just in a different way.
0: But you're not alone in that. Like, yeah. it's okay to realize it now. It's part of like growing up. There's a lot of like creative people that are amazing in so many ways, but unfortunately don't see a lot of value in the non-creative. Um, the work. Yeah, they're like,
1: oh, they're stuck up corporate grime people. Yeah, you just want
0: money. But a lot of those people, they're
1: actually like hyper passionate about what they're Mm -hmm. doing. It just happens to be staffing or tech Mm -hmm. or finance or whatever the fuck they're into. It's just amazing Um, to find somebody who's like passionate about staffing. But they really are. Like just working with these women who are like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my Mm -hmm. life. And I'm like, well, that's crazy to me. But then also watching them be really good at it is super inspiring. So just in their own way. Um, real quick, you did not plug that Halloween thing. I didn't plug it. Just say what it is. Um, so it's like a show called false idols. Um, and basically, I'm in a band called Alanis Gwaraset. Alanis Gwaraset. Yeah, so, so it's like a mashup of Gwar and Alanis Morissette. Naturally. Um, yeah, so come check it out. Where is it at? Um, I think it's Continental Club. Okay. Um, Continental Club? Yes, on the 28th but, okay.
0: of October. So, right before Halloween. Right before Halloween. That's good. Um, okay. Well, maybe this will come out before. Or maybe it'll come out after. I don't know. This was the episode. This is a little different. We're introing an episode before, after we already recorded it. That's right. We recorded... I recorded Mike Kaplan mm-hmm. um, today, earlier today. That's why you're... How was it? Upset, right? You were... Yeah. You know, well, I really wanted to do
1: it, but I couldn't make it in time. Cause traffic sorry. and crazy stuff. It's okay.
0: Um, Timing. I, uh... It was great. Honestly, so great. He is really, really open and nice. Um, definitely one of the bigger names we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, so so th- people are going to listen to that in just a little bit after we stop chatting just uh, now. Hopefully. Yeah. Just stay tuned. Uh, but it was it was lovely. He's coming in town November 6th at the Secret Group. Uh, the Secret Group guys were great enough to like hook me up with him. Cause the things I've tried on my own haven't worked um, to try to get an interview with some of these people. Uh, I think it was good. I think it kind of ended up just being like, I was talking about my relationship, but he was pretty good about talking about his stuff and anybody who listens to his podcast or him on other podcasts, he's very into just talking. He's just such a good talker. I bet you could sit with him and talk for hours. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: What was your, um, did you have any like impressions of the head beforehand?
0: Yeah, I, well, it, years ago, when I first heard of him, mm-hmm. it was through a podcast that we talk about there, Pete Holmes, you made it weird. Mm-hmm. And he, there he talked a lot about being poly, but that was years ago. And then I saw his up special, um, small dork and handsome. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's called. Uh, check it out for yourselves. And he, uh, I thought he was very funny. But I still kind of just thought of him as this, like, one-dimensional poly person, which a poly person is probably the least one-dimensional thing I can do that anything. you can be right now. Um, so um, I just kind of thought that that's all he would want to talk about is all the people he fucks and all of his relationships and how he's so great at that. But he did not. He's not dating anybody right now. And we talked about going on dates and... Casual sex and my relationship and my sex life and well, cool. Things. I'm looking forward to hearing it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Um, okay, well, we went out of town this weekend to um, Hell Yes fest in mm-hmm. New Orleans. New Orleans, put on by the New Movement Theater. Right? Chris True. Chris yeah. True. Yeah, with that beard, he's fuckable, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about this when we were out of town. He's completely fuckable, Chris True. I don't know if you listen to this, but every girl is like yes please yes please about him funny woke um great looking guts is doing shit yeah you know, dress awesome cute shit um but yeah tr- uh, I keep calling it Trill Fest because that's coming up in Houston mm-hmm. um uh, Hell Yes Fest was great we only went for a short while but saw some good shows um, easily walkable New Orleans is an amazing city had a good time with you Yeah, I had a great time with you guys. I had a super cold, comfortable room that I loved. You you guys did not want to get up that morning. I went and got everybody coffee. Thank you.
1: Um,
0: Okay, so you know what? The number one thing that happened, the number one thing that happened for me was meeting Sarah Silverman um, and Beth Stelling. Yeah. And Aparna, I don't know how to say her last name. I'm not sure. Um, But you're funny, too um something uh beth stelling has been a favorite of mine for a long long time you were so your eyes lit up so hard you were like anybody who likes comedy, like you can't deny she's funny yeah she's her stand-ups she has two albums out um simply the beth and sweet beth Mm -hmm. buy them on itunes just listen to in your car it's so funny she reminds us a lot of Britt Vasichek here Mm -hmm. in Houston, just her voice and stuff like that, how they look a little bit too. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but Beth has just been one of my favorites. Um, very strong woman came out about like physical abuse from a guy in the comedy scene and just used like all of her inner strength to like gather her shit, um, and get the fuck over him and be better than him any day. Um, She's so good. I yeah, love her. So and we talked funny. a long time, yeah.
1: that's It was really awesome. And then I've been... Sarah Silverman is like the height of yes. everything. She's just so absurd and smart and kind and wonderful. It was a really great experience, honestly.
0: You did not want to take a picture with
1: her. I'd, it's not that I didn't want to take a picture with her. It's just so funny. I feel... I feel... is. I, I know people are like, "Yay, they're famous people." I feel bad for them sometimes. Yeah. I feel like they have to go around meeting a ton of people that they don't know, you know that they don't know and those people love them and it's a one-sided mm-hmm. relationship and it's like a you know, like she will she's given me more than I will probably ever be able to give her. Yeah. And so I just I just feel awkward around people like mm-hmm. that and it's not that I'd rather not meet them it's just I know that I can't get the connection that I think would I would love you know like
0: but she was so sweet, and she, she made was. you take a picture. She, yeah,
1: yeah. She was like, "What? You don't want? You, oh, you're good. We're good. You don't need a picture." And I was like, "No, I'll, I'll take one." Yeah. And she's like, "Don't not take a picture because you feel sorry for me." I didn't.
0: Me. Oh, I didn't take a picture because I didn't want to ask. Everybody had already asked. Yeah. And I spent all of my time talking to Beth Stelling. So you're obsessed with. So I it works couldn't out. go over there. I'm obsessed with her comedy, by the yeah. way. I know nothing about her real personal life. Um, but just for comedy, so um, funny and yeah. smart. Very it's fun. it was Very
1: kind fun. of an amazing night. There's just three women on the show, two female openers, and then Sarah. And it just, I don't know, it just feels like a like good. a really inspiring, fun weekend mm-hmm. that was like about um, just getting rid of like past shitty shit and looking forward. You mm-hmm.
0: know? Yeah, and it was fun for us too mm-hmm. at the house. We just sat at that house and smoked cigarettes and drank. Prosecco and ate chicken. That's right. You went and got me chicken at 1230 at night. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything. Um, Okay, so let's let people listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Kaplan, November 6th. Um, And also November 8th is voting, so we want to encourage everybody to go vote. Please. Um, Also voting, why don't people rate and review us? It's like (gasps) the same. You're going to pick a female president. Why don't you go ahead and log on to iTunes while you're waiting in line to vote? And rate and review us because we need it people don't do that a lot especially for a local podcast like this everybody listening here is in Houston we need that we yeah. need people to just
1: imagine that this podcast is walking down the street and you're mm-hmm. like y'all this podcast is a five stars bitch
0: yeah what how would you describe it? cat just call this podcast cat call this podcast on iTunes yeah we need it um, also thanks a lot to Mockingbird Network we're just very excited for having us on we mm-hmm. have been nothing but drama for them And they have treated us with velvet hands, delicate, loving hands. Yes. Um, Okay, so guys, enjoy the episode with Mike Kaplan. Bye. Hello. Mike? Yes. Hi, this is Stacy Daniels from Houston, Texas. Hello,
2: Stacey.
0: Hi. Hi. Your voice is very familiar to me. Mine won't be to you.
2: I understand. Uh, We're all humans.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm a little bit late. I got turned around in my own city. Real dumb. Not a problem
2: Um, at all. Don't worry.
0: Thank you. Um, Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. I know that this is like your own personal time, but it's so cool. Do you just love podcasting? You're on so many.
2: I do enjoy talking uh-huh. to other people.
0: Um, Keith and the Girl is a podcast that I've listened to for a long time, but I think that I first heard you on Pete Holmes's podcast years oh, ago. Oh,
2: that was a real fun podcast to do.
0: Was it? It's like a long one, so that's what I'm into. It's just like sitting down and talking with people for a long time. I just imagine that it's amazing. And now you have your own. I do. Um, Okay, so you're coming to Houston. Have you ever been here?
2: I have. These same secret group folks brought Mm -hmm. me uh, about a year ago, and I had a super fun time, and I understand it's a new location now, I think, that they're excited about and I'm excited about. So I've definitely been there uh, that once, and, like, once a long time ago as well.
0: Yeah, we we love the secret group, guys. They are finally bringing some comedy to Houston outside of the improv Um, but yeah they have a new building it's a shiny new place finally opened um, after months or years of uh, the city trying to shut them down
2: they couldn't be stopped
0: no they would not they want the laughs Um, Mike so a little bit about me in this podcast it's called relationship because it's just my favorite thing to talk about I thought you would be a great person to talk about that too, because you've been very open in the past about your relationships, or maybe I've I've heard some podcast interviews of you talking pretty openly about sex, or relationships, or love, Um, those are all my favorite things. Oh, why not? Um, You don't talk about it as much anymore, I looked at your Wikipedia, just to like bone up on Mike Kaplan trivia, and it doesn't say a lot, it just really talks about you being
2: vegan more than anything. Well, I, as I understand it, I'm not allowed to make changes to my Wikipedia page. Uh, those are the rules. So whoever started it and put things there, that's what they put there. And I'm sorry. If you want to go in and sex it up, you're welcome to. I, is
0: that what you're asking me to do? Just send me a signal. I will just go change so many things in there, um, little tidbits. They could be fake. There, a lot of them are going to be fake, I'm going to be honest.
2: Um, I understand. I, I, I'm not allowed to coordinate, so I also it doesn't. What's on my Wikipedia page doesn't really matter that much to me. So we'll we'll get all the information out in this podcast. That's what I go
0: to first when I. I mean, it's the first thing that comes up on Google. So every time I Google a person, I
2: always read. You're that. right. It's disappointing. It's a, it's a reasonable thing to do. I get it. I'm sorry. Well, now you have the direct, you know, first primary source. I can ask me. you all the
0: things. Um, so, I mean, I guess the most notable thing about you would be Polly, right?
2: Uh, that Next is note. to many a very notable thing.
0: That's what I heard. I mean, you talked about that on the Pete Holmes podcast. And when I heard that, I was like, what is it? I, I had to look it up and I still am not that familiar. This podcast is not Polly centric, um, like some other ones, maybe the other one you did for Houston, um, Polly won a podcast. I understand. Oh, yeah. I'm just kind of dumb to all that, so I prefer just, can I ask you questions? Is it offensive? If anything is, then you just tell me.
2: I can't imagine that you will be able to offend me, so you are welcome to ask any questions that you like.
0: Okay. Um, My next-door neighbor is Polly, and so she gets...
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my God. I didn't know you were going to bring up your next-door
0: neighbor. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I already fucked it up, Mike. You know what? We're going to stop this. I
2: apologize. I wanted to have fun, and now please ask me your sincere question.
0: Okay. Um, So, no, I don't really have, like, a specific sincere question because I'm certain that everybody has already heard this from you. Um, I think more of my fascination with it comes, and with any relationship, anybody I know who's fucking, I want to know, like, how is it? How do you manage your time with this person? How do you do all this other stuff? I am in a relationship with one person who is mm-hmm. half of the reason I was late because he tries to sabotage <laughs> my success. Every time I go to do something, he's like, let's make out now when I have to leave. Um, oh,
2: that sounds nice, maybe. <laughs> he's trying to ruin me, Mike.
0: Um, I
2: see. How, how long have you guys been together?
0: Oh, only seven months. But um, okay. it's a little bit of a tortured love affair. We dated before and then broke up and then got back together. Um, this I is, see. This is not that exciting, but today we ran into his ex-girlfriend at lunch, who he sort of broke up with and then got right back together with me. So he, feel, he carries a lot of guilt about it, and it was just the most sure. awkward thing ever. Awkward. He was so uncomfortable. Well,
2: I'm sorry that that happened, and if you guys were all poly, then nothing would have been awkward. You could have all just hung out and made out together.
0: Then it would have been okay. Um, do poly people feel... Altogether,
2: uh, some do. It, there's no number one. Let me first say that I don't speak for all poly people. Yeah. I didn't even identify as poly and uh, explicitly until very recently. There are, you know, different kinds of openness and non-monogamous uh, structures that different people, like some people, just have threesomes. Some people uh, swing. Some people have don't ask, don't tell. Some people have triads or quads, or, you know, larger-than-two-people relationships. Some people, you know, all do stuff together. Some people only have their primary relationship and then go off and do things uh, with other relationships or other non-relationships, as Mm -hmm. it may be. Um, But, yeah, there's there's definitely, like, I have a good friend uh, who is in an open marriage. She's been, you know, with this guy for... Uh, 10 years at least, and then mm-hmm. she started dating a woman, uh, like, three years ago, and so they've gone through different incarnations, like, where maybe they all hang out uh, sometimes, but other times it's just, you know, two people at a time. So, like, what? you can do whatever you want. You can, in whatever combination. But yeah, there's definitely, so there definitely are some folly people, some open people who have lots of sex with lots of people, mm-hmm. but also I think there's a misconception that that is, like, what is happening all the time that the idea to have an open relationship is so that you can be, you know, fucking all the time. And that's not necessarily what it's about. And like to answer kind of a question that you asked in a way, uh, when I, I'm, I'm single currently, Mm -hmm. but uh, the last (laughs) two like, Oh yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Um, I mean, I'm, and I'm sort of not pursuing any, like i'm not I'm not aiming to get into a relationship, certainly not just to be in one but uh if I'm in one again at some point, then it'll be hopefully a, a one or one's or whatever it is that I want because it is uh not just because I want to be in quote unquote a relationship but because it's like a person or people who uh want the same things and we get each other and resonate and you know all the all the good things that you would hopefully want yeah. but uh Oh. When I was, my most recent relationship started long distance. Uh, we were together for two years, a little more, and then we were. she was living in LA and I was in New York for the first year. And then she moved to New York and we lived together for the second year. So the way that our time management was, was that if I was visiting, so the first year when it was long distance, if I was visiting her, then we would mostly hang out together. And if I wasn't visiting her, then we would, you know, embark on our own lives as if, you know, single structurally, Mm -hmm. at least, you know, going out, hooking up, dating, whatever we wanted to do. Um, And then when we lived together, it was uh, more like when I would go on the road, she would be at home in New York and she could do whatever she wanted. Mm -hmm. And I would be out in the world and I would do whatever I wanted. And then when we were home, we were together. Uh, Theoretically, that was that was a way that things did work so that's one way that things can work
0: have you mixed it up and done like a little bit of all of them all of the different flavors
2: uh yeah I, i'm not sure exactly what you mean but probably the answer is-
0: probably yes um well so right why aren't you looking for a relationship right now like it just doesn't not like looking because i don't think people should like search for a lover um but you're just kind of not worried about pursuing is there like a specific reason you just want to be single for a while
2: uh I mean it's not even I just don't have a specific desire Mm -hmm. like I want to be in the moment as much as possible and I know that that sounds you know very woo woo but I have been like uh listening to Ram Dass podcast I don't know if you're familiar but Mm -hmm. he's wonderful I recommend uh I've been meditating every morning for the past month or two and i plan to for the foreseeable future i've been doing ayahuasca ceremonies for the past couple years every so often and all of these things and just you know sort of uh thinking about you know what what do i want in life i feel like the i've achieved you know the basic goals that i set for my comedy career which were to have a comedy career, like Mm -hmm. be a comedian is what I wanted to do. And then people are like, well, what are your goals now then moving forward in that? I'm like, well, to keep being a comedian. It's like, just Mm -hmm. keep doing, you know, not exactly the the same thing all the time. Like there's learning and growing and, uh, you know, having new experiences, talking about them, like doing different things than I've been doing, you know, and I also Mm -hmm. am like recording music and have ideas Mm -hmm. for books and obviously podcasts and whatever else. But so that's like the, you know, the creative professional side of things. And then there's the, uh, you know, personal, uh, like relationship potential know, me. Oh, that's the thing is I would always think that there were the two sides of things. There was like the professional and the personal, And the personal almost always in my mind meant relationship. Like I was for most of my, like from college through my twenties into my thirties, I was mostly until I became a non-monogamous, a serial monogamous. And then even when I was a uh, non-monogamous, I would still like have one, usually one main relationship uh, that would last for maybe a year, maybe there were a few big ones that were like two or three years, which I know aren't the biggest, and there's lots of people out there with longer ones, and I do have the idea that, you know, ultimately, maybe I do want, or would, if I could choose. Like, when people ask me about my comedy career, they're like, if you could have whatever you wanted, what would the shape of your career look like? And I could point to, you know, some people who I really admire and be like, oh, I'd love to have like Maria Bamford's career. That would be mm-hmm. amazing. Or Pat Oswald or Mike and like those kinds of things. Uh, and then if somebody were to say, and obviously I'm not saying like I definitely need what they have or I can do what they've done or, but you know, those are things to potentially shoot for that they get to do really cool things and mm-hmm. kind of be themselves in lots of ways and create lots of different things. Uh, and that's what I would want to do there. And so when people, if I were to phrase the question is like, well, okay, so I'm like content now as myself, which is something that I guess I I have been, but I've always thought that it was like not necessary to have a relationship, but more desirable to have a relationship than to not have a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that is not the case for me now, but I am, I've always had friends that are like, hey, when you're out of a relationship, why not embrace being single? Why not enjoy it? Why not, you know, be okay on your own, like be Solid with just who you are, like not need to go home with somebody uh, said just that because to you? you can. What's that?
0: They would say that to you,
2: like I Mike. Why friends. not?
0: Why not just be single?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, and I would always be like, I understand intellectually what you're saying. Like I had one one friend in particular who I feel like last time I was single, like a couple of years ago, uh, she was like, I think it'd be good for you to take this time. And, uh, you know, she like knows me and knows that I have always like, it's not that I just get out of a relationship and immediately get into another one, but I would get out of one and, you know, sort of grieve the relationship and, but also, uh, still be going out and doing shows and meeting people and then potentially fucking up with people because it's fun to do. And then if I met another really great cool person,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: then I would be like, well, what I shouldn't like not explore this, just, you know. Uh, just because uh, it's, quote-unquote, good to be single. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I'll be single as long as it makes sense to be single, and then if I meet somebody who is awesome, uh, then great. But I guess what the difference is now is there's, like, a, there's some people who I could, like, I feel like I used to be, like, I would maybe have, like, either sort of an informal potential, like, list in my head, or I'd be like, who, like who's a person that I, like, have been attracted to or, like, could be into or, like, you know, but just never fully explored because I was going, you know, I was on some other path, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, be like, oh, yeah, that person. And in the past I'd be like, oh, let me reach out to that person and see what they're up to and maybe if they want to go out, we'll go out. And right now I'm, I'm just not doing that. Like, there's a joke that I'm telling a little bit on stage uh, sometimes now about being single in the way that I am, like, in a way that's more purposeful than I have been before, which is like, now I'm just not actively pursuing anyone, though I will passively accept anyone. (laughs) And I mean, and that's not exactly true, but because, uh, and thank you, I appreciate your laughing, it is my intention with a joke, but it's kind of true in that like, I'm actually, uh, the reason why we're talking now and not an hour from now is because I'm going to go on what I think is a date. Oh, um, what you
0: think is a date? Well,
2: why? I mean, these, you know, in these times, like it's not always somebody's like, "Will you go out with me?"
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, do you want to go on a date? Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want to get a drink? You know, a person, like it's a person who uh, I've met a couple times, and they were like, "We should hang out," and I was like, "Sure." Okay. Do you know what I mean?
0: Okay, wait a minute. So how um, how did this person say it? Like Facebook Messenger, text message, in person? What? Facebook message, okay. and and um, uh, this person said, "Hey, Mike, we should hang out." That's it. I think they said
2: uh, like something like it would be great to get a drink sometime.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm okay. So maybe that's a little bit less. We should hang out is a day. Like that's like, we should hang out.
2: Um, oh yeah, I I'm assu- I'm just not assuming like, and I'll mm-hmm. definitely like, if we're having a good time on the what may or may not be a date. Usually my move to find out if it is a date, if I'm not sure, is to ask if it's a date.
0: Um, Okay, so what are you wearing? Like, what are you gonna wear on this maybe date?
2: Oh. (laughs) What uh, are you wearing, Mike? (laughs) uh, Nothing.
0: I have- Your date is definitely gonna think it's a date.
2: Oh yeah. I have a pair of jeans that used to be really tight, but I think I lost a little weight and they, or the jeans like loosened in the wash or whatever. Is that what jeans do? Um, and so now they like fit and look nice. So I'll wear those and a shirt that I haven't decided on yet, but probably one with a tree on it. I have a lot of shirts with trees on them.
0: Okay. Like a t-shirt. Uh, yeah,
2: it's a t-shirt from a company that I like that makes cool t shirts
0: I think it's like the shoes. I've gone out with guys that have, when they wear like nice shoes that I'm like, okay, this is like a thing that they're into. We'll try this. But if they wear like flip flops or like, too casual of shoes, and I'm like, okay, they're not, they're not into me. So maybe watch your shoes. Have I don't tons,
2: I don't have tons of shoes to choose from, but I'll keep that in mind. I wasn't planning on wearing flip-flops. I have, I have black sneakers that look nice enough, I think.
0: Okay. I, I think it's the shoes that really matter. One time I went on, I went on an accidental date, so I did maybe what's going to happen to you. I do think you're kind of going on a date. I did one time say to a girl, which I've never dated girls, and, um, I just haven't had the pleasure yet. And sure. uh, I said to a girl that I had only seen at a comedy show once, let's get dinner. And I wanted to have like a female comic friend. Um, oh, sure. And start my girl gang that way. And she did think it was a date. And then a lesbian at my job said, oh, you're going on a date with her. Still didn't take it seriously when I said to her so flippantly, oh, my coworker thought this was a date. And I was like, no, it's not. She, her face fell. She was like, I thought it was a date. Like, how fucking uh, rude. Am I? I know, I feel so bad. She's my I mean, next door neighbor and she's the poly one and she's amazing. So,
2: I understand. Are you, I mean, are you attracted to women?
0: No, I, like, not maybe sexually. There has been one of my lesbian friends and I'm like, I would fuck her. Um, but that's cool. That's like over now. No, just never thought about it. But I'm like a really late bloomer sexually. I have made up for it in these last like 15 years of being a real okay. adult. Super late bloomer. Are you super in religious.
2: Your 30s or a different decade?
0: Yeah, no 30s. Um, 32 oh, now currently. Okay. uh At this age Well, uh,
2: I think. You've been making up for your late blooming in the past 15 years, between 17 and 32. That seems pretty reasonable to me.
0: Maybe 19. I can't do math. I'm like My real job's a hairstylist, so I'm like, whatever. You know, like from 19 to now, sure. I've sucked a lot of dick, but no girls. It's just not, it hasn't happened yet. But maybe no ladies. No girl <laughs> dick. Any I ladies listening to this, uh, maybe call me. Uh, my boyfriend I mean, would not like that.
2: Well, I hear that your next door neighbor is. I
0: know but, she is beautiful too. Um, You'll probably meet her when you come in
2: town. Okay. Well, uh, the point is, I, I'm the point is I'm going on this date, this thing that I'll assume is a date, and I'm treating it like a date uh, because uh, you know somebody asked. Like I wasn't like when I met the person, I was like, oh, this person is cute, but I wasn't like I should ask this person out. I mm-hmm. should try to push this forward. But because they did, then I'm like, sure, why not? Why not, you know, see what happens? It's an evening.
0: I like that. I, when before this, I was the one who asked out a lot. I got hit on by a lot of horrible dudes, but, and a lot of some nice dudes, but when I would ask a guy out, I would have no problem doing that. Just like this, this person did, like Facebook Messenger or whatever. Let's hang out. We should do that or something. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um, Okay, wait. So, when you go on the road, like you're coming here soon, you're coming here November 6th. Sixth. Is yeah. that election day? No, election day is eighth.
2: Yeah, I'm coming on a Sunday, and it's the Sunday right before the Tuesday of election.
0: Okay, all right. This has got to be a sign. Um, so uh, you're gonna come here when you go, like to shows and stuff. Is it um, like reasonable to think that you would fuck people on the road, like casual sex?
2: Uh, I, it has, it, it certainly happens sometimes, like I wouldn't say it happens, it certainly doesn't happen all the time, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it happens most of the time, uh, it happens some of the time.
0: Ha, if it was me, if I was like, I'm too scared to even do stand-up, I could never do it, so good job for you doing this and making oh, your career out of it, but if it was me, I would be like, fucking hell yeah, I'd try to get laid at every city. Um, I used to have a thing uh, called vacation rule. Every time I went on vacation, I would have sex with somebody just to do it, just to,
2: like. I understand. <laughs> and I mean, you probably would be able to. I don't mean to, uh, you know, sort of gender stereotype, but yeah, certainly, uh, that you know, by and large, yes, um, like if a woman, you know, I don't want, I don't even want to say the thing because it's also like you know, there's so many, uh, you know, there's power dynamics and the. I think that I think that it's sensible for women to be, you know... I think it's sensible for any to be fearful of men, let's say.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I'm not fearful. I'll just... If I set my eyes on you, like, I'll go up and just yeah. try to take it. <laughs> not, not without I consent, but, I mean, you know, like...
2: Yeah, yeah. You want to... I think it's good to clearly communicate. They should be scared of uh, me. It's Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it... I think you're just... The point is it just makes sense for if you are, you know potentially a rarer bird of a woman who says she would go to every town she's in and try to, I mean, maybe there's actually, I don't want to make any gender generalizations Mm -hmm. at all. There's probably a ton of people like you and, and power to you and them and do what you want. And I'm all for it.
0: Those days are gone for me now. Um, Okay. So yeah. Okay. So I just got back from this comedy festival Um, Trill no not Trill Fest, gosh, Um, Hell Yes Fest in New Orleans, um, which was amazing, it was really great, there was a lot of Houston comics that went and my friend was performing and so I decided to just go up there and I just noticed that after the shows all the guys hung out together, like even some famous comics that were there that you would know were hanging out with like Seeker Group guys or other dudes just all congregating together and I just thought, oh, man, this is interesting. All the girls are together and all the guys are together. I just don't know if it's, like, turned into this, like, fucking people after shows, like, chuckle fuckers. Doing that stuff anymore is, like, old news. Maybe you don't need
2: it anymore. I, I, mean, I mean, I can't speak for anyone but myself. Uh, I do like to, I like to meet people. Mm-hmm. I like to connect with people. Sometimes I like to hook up with people. Sometimes I do just like to, you know, hang out and be friends with people after show whether guys girls non-binary non-guy non-girls um whatever gender people
3: are mm-hmm. there
2: and cool I like to hang out with cool people and yeah. if it turns out like I was in a city of like a maybe a month or two ago that I was hanging out with a bunch of comics after show and there was one uh woman who like I ended up talking to a lot and we it seemed I was like in the moment, I'm like, I think we're flirting. I think this is, like, a good, like, we're having a good intellectual, you know, uh, fun, conversational connection. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, she was like, I live, like, she knew where my hotel was. And she's like, I'll walk you, like, back to your hotel. It's on the way back to my place. And then she was like, uh, as we got to the hotel, uh, she was like, well, I guess this is a good night. And I was like, uh, it doesn't, doesn't have to be. And she's like, great. That's what I thought. But I didn't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Neither of us wanted to make any assumptions, but it was like I think we see what like we're both we're both open books here, you know?
0: We know what's happening.
2: Uh, yeah, so I think it's I think it's good when you can spot, you know, when you know, in a I don't mean this in the way that it sounds at all, so why would I even say it? But like, you know, game recognized game, like uh, <laughs> as far as like, oh, you you're a person who is into me, I'm a person who's into you. Why not?
0: i i've talked about this before on this podcast with other people but um i used to be well i mean i'm of course in a relationship that we don't see other people but i used to be real good at killing it but game recognized game which is a, a silly way to say it of course but there used to be that moment you know that moment like when you were just like when you just know that i'm gonna like try to fuck this person or th- it's gonna work or something that's okay to, like, acknowledge that that exists. It exists for everybody. There's everybody listening to this or turning it off already. I don't know. Like, everybody um, has, like, that point in the night where they can, like, match eyes with somebody and be like, we're going to
2: fuck. Uh, it's cool. I mean, I never, like, even even when it seems, like, pretty assured, I, I think the moment, like, where, like, a first kiss happens is sort of, like, the... That's like the real sweet spot, you know. We're like, definitely something is happening. You know, uh, there was a time I was in college and I was like, there was a huge group of people watching like The Godfather in like the common room of my suite, like with a bunch of people there. And uh, I remember I was sitting next to this girl who I just met that night, and she was like tall and beautiful, and in a way that I was like, normally I was I was. I thought I was pretty confident in general, like, for people that were, I guess, in my, like, my height. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like it was, like, the the taller part that, like, made me think that she was, quote-unquote, out of my league at that time. Uh, But we were sitting next to each other, and we'd been, like, talking a little bit throughout the night. uh, And, like, our hands were, like, next to each other, and then our hands, like, our pinkies were, like, touching. Uh And I'm like, oh, that's, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, that could be an accident. But then they, like, keep touching, and then they, like, the hands migrate, and eventually, like... You know, our hands are like intertwined, like fingers interlocked. And I'm like, this can't be an accident. She definitely <laughs> knows that this is happening. There's no way she doesn't have any, you know, feeling in her fingers. So <laughs> this is a, a neat connection. So that's another one of those kind of things. That's just, it's a really nice thing to do.
0: That is so sweet. Um, but you were so young. How tall are you? You, said, you just said your height.
2: Or oh, I'm
0: 5'6". So that's how tall my boyfriend is too. And I'm taller than him. Um, I think it's only something, maybe this is just me saying it, maybe you feel differently, but I think that, like, sort of idea that you have to have a shorter girl, um, is, like, only something for young people, right? When you get older, you're like, oh, it doesn't fucking matter, souls matter, and emotions matter,
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, there is also, there's a person that I've, like, it's, I guess I'll say I'm seeing this person, like, we're not, you know, in a defined, like, relationship with a name, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But... For the past few months like we see each other when we can and want to and she is definitely like a few inches taller than me and sometimes she wears heels and is more taller than me and uh it's definitely the reason that we like each other is not has nothing to do with our height so yeah. that is definitely a thing that I mean even at the time I wasn't explicitly like she's tall so don't hit on her you know what I mean but
3: mm-hmm.
2: I guess there was more of that I mean, like oh why would she like me I'm I'm this short... I mean, I think it was also she was, like, a year older than me, so that was another thing where, in college, a year older seemed like... Nothing. I mean, to me, it seemed like a lot at the time, but it was older and taller.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, if we're saying that gender is a social construct just put upon us, then, and I think we should say that, then I think the height um, matching should also be in that category. Oh, sure. So stupid. I'm fat, um, so I'm, like, overweight, morbidly obese, some would say and um, that, just uh, something about that, because that's something else that people tell you, that, you know, if I'm fat, then I should find another fat person or um, something. I don't know, um, but... I, I understand I've, what you're
2: saying. I've never,
0: you... never gone by that, and it's never been a problem. I just never thought about it like that,
2: ever. I, you, I commend you. You definitely needn't, and I, I listened to uh, This American Life, Uh, that was all about sort of like uh, fat and fat phobia and the idea of like uh, a few people brought up the idea that like even the word overweight isn't uh, optimal to use because that implies that there is some weight that Uh is ideal that, oh, you're not that weight, you're over that weight. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, It's just like this idea. I mean, this is something that uh, a lot of girls go through. I know guys do too, but obviously I talk more with girls about the weight thing. Yeah, that's just real stupid. Um, but I've never let that hold me back. You shouldn't like nobody should let their height. So any, um, anybody like that. My boyfriend will give me shit when I wear heels, though. He he doesn't uh, explicitly say don't do it, but he's like, oh, you're wearing heels. That's my voice <laughs> for him. Um So I've kind of cut back on it a little bit to make him feel like a big man.
2: <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I that's nice of you to do. Uh, I understand that you know, even though these things are constructs, like, we still do have sort of remnants of, Mm -hmm. you know, societal, evolutionary, biological, like, Mm -hmm. you know, social structures exist. Maybe there will be people that will judge, you know, if you're, like, which doesn't mean that their judgment is important, but it can still make us have feelings.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we can see it. Um, Okay. Well, yeah, I just feel like, if you're going to go on a date tonight, you're talking about all this stuff. Do you ever feel like you get, just get talked out and you get um, just like what else is there to say about things? Do you ever feel out uh, like a conversation?
2: Almost never. Oh, I that's so good. I can't remember. I mean, here's the thing. With the right conversational partner, like I have some friends that like I could talk to, I have, I do have like some friends that I I have at least one friend that I talk to pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're, we're not constantly like, you know, every once in a while we're like, Oh, what else is there? Have we gotten Mm -hmm. through everything? Then great. I mean, but if we have like a long drive ahead of us, you know, say we're both like, you know, he lives in California. I live in New York. If we both are like, I'm driving for a couple hours, I'm driving for a couple hours. Like, let's talk for an hour. Like, we'll have no trouble, you know, be like, okay, well, let's keep, delving deeper go back like more uh there's always more to say because there's always like more experiences Uh that we've had that we didn't share or like new new framing of old things other things
0: you can bring up i talk i talk for a living uh and i cut hair for a living so i already told you that, that i'm a hairstylist in my real job and i get it um i talk for hours a day and i stay pretty busy Luckily, I've been doing it a long time. So I have tons of clients today, and I talk the whole time. But, like, God damn, if I'm not, like, sick of talking about the same thing. But, of course, I'm having almost the same conversation, just with little bits of different, every person. Oh, yeah. Like,
2: that, hot That topics. I can understand is uh, is not my favorite thing. Like, uh, because I I will, you know, if I have an experience, and then I share it with my good friend. And then I, like, see another friend for lunch. And then you keep seeing people. Like, and even when I, like, got out of my relationship, like, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had to... I sent sense, like, you know, I talked to some people about it on the phone. I talked to some people about it in person. And then, like, a bunch of friends, I just sort of, like, sent, like, uh, the basics in a mass text. Do you know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I didn't want to... Like, it's nice that I have a lot of people in my life that care about me and are like, I will. I'm here for you. Let me know if you want to talk. But I definitely don't want to... Talk about the same thing to a dozen or two dozen or however many people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get.
0: um, I just have like a couple people that maybe you know the juicy stuff, which is my favorite stuff. I love. I mean the juicy stuff, which is sex and love and things like that. There's a couple people, especially friends and stuff. But just when that's exhausted, that's exhausted. I had more to talk about when I was like fucking randoms. Um, Oh yeah. Now it's just well, let me
2: let me ask you, uh, like, so the, I does you, you understand what one way an open relationship could go Mm -hmm. is like you have your boyfriend, but then let's say there are times that you were not together. Like if he was traveling or you were traveling, like, you know, if he wasn't at the festival that you were at, like then you could do something If the, if the rules of your relationship were as such that you could suck some random dick, if you wanted to, like, is is that something that appeals to you?
0: It's so he has actually. This is like probably too much information for you, but uh, my boyfriend has offered that to me, like offered this idea of that I could fuck other people, because he says that I'm more sexual than he is. He thinks that um, oh, I'm not as into sex as you are. You should be able to have sex with other people. I just immediately am like, I don't know why it hurts my feelings. Even thinking about me fucking some other guy. Cause I feel bad now. Maybe if the right guy came along, then I would change my tune. But <laughs> just like I mean, I don't know why that, it's like inside me. I'm just like, oh God.
2: Well, so I'm. I, maybe I'll ask in a, in a second. again, what is it exactly that makes you feel bad about it? But like, if you know, if your boyfriend, like, say, you know, I don't know what your libidos are. I don't know how sex life is. But if it, you know, if you're happy, then mm-hmm. great, and you don't. I think that there's no way that I mean he's intending this out of love, yeah, and out, or out of mm-hmm. you know caring because if there is ever a point where he's like, Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't want to have sex as much as you do, mm-hmm. but I want you to have as much sex as you want to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I to me it makes perfect sense, and he sounds like a really awesome guy it that is. is like, and you could say you could say thank you and then not do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I think. Well, sort of. I was like, you're crazy. You would
0: die if I fuck someone else. Then I dropped it.
2: I mean, I think that you can say thank you, and then if the situation ever does arise, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, did he say that he would want to know about it, or did he say that just do what you gotta do? No, he would
0: want to know. He said, like, as long as we talked about it first. There was a time, um, I have this guy, you live in New York, right? I do. Um, And uh, there's a guy in New York that I used to sleep with all the time, and uh, every time I would go there, go there a lot for work. <clears throat> and um, I was thinking like this last time I went, I was like, should I? I mean, he said I could, but I didn't do it. I, I don't know. Um, you said you were going to ask me. I don't know what it is. It's just this idea of if he called and I was busy and, and doing that other thing, like maybe just on a date with this guy or fucking him or whatever. Um, so
2: I would my- oh, bad. Well, that's, I mean, the, the parameters that you have described so far that you would want to, your boyfriend would want to talk about it in advance. Mm-hmm. So, like, the question is, like, the, so, the, so let's say you have another trip coming to New York, Tona, mm-hmm. uh, and you're like, maybe I, like, what would be, if, what if I put this to you? What would be the problem of saying, like, saying to your boyfriend, hey, I'm going to New York. There's a guy there that I have hooked up with before. I'm thinking of if it, if it, if it, if it happens, maybe I'll meet him. And hook up with them. Like, how do you feel about that? And if he's like, "That's great, go for it. It sounds like the thing to do," then, then you could tell him, like, you know, if you wanted to know exactly when it was, so that he wouldn't call, and so that you wouldn't be on a date. You know, there's what would be the problem? There would be no.
0: Situation? There would be no problem, honestly. Like, if if it was laid out so perfectly like that, the the thing I think I do think that we're like just some people's minds just have to be open to it um but i don't know if it's me or if i'm scared of him um am i scared that he's going to get upset am i scared that i'm gonna get upset once you do it you can't take it back so like if this relationship is perfect by the way it's perfect and our sex life perfect he's okay he just makes it up that he's less sexual than me um and uh if if I I do this what if it ruins all I don't know I think it takes some real maturity though to do that like real maturity to have those conversations
2: I mean I agree and I think that your boyfriend has already exhibited that maturity by offering it and offering to have those conversations Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to you know convert (laughs) everybody or anybody I'm not trying to talked you into anything I'm just saying that I don't think I mean you know I don't know the future I don't know you guys also you don't know you've, you've been together seven months you don't know what your relationship that's true is going to be maybe in a year things will be different maybe in several years it will be maybe who knows but at a certain point it could be I think that I think that talking about things with people who are comfortable talking about things in a relationship like mm-hmm. that's communication is like one of the most important things so yeah uh, I, th- I think it sounds like you've got a good person that you could talk to at any point and that there doesn't seem to be anything to worry about. But also, of course, 100 percent, you are content right now. So keep doing the thing that uh, makes you feel content. Did this whole,
0: this whole podcast just like went into like Mike Kaplan making me feel better about my relationship or not fucking other guys.
2: Oh, I mean, I feel fine, so uh, happy to good. make you feel good.
0: I do feel good. Um, hey, so our time, basically, we're going to wrap up a little bit sure. here. Um, was this horrible? Was it awful? You've been on a lot of podcasts. Just rate me. Tell me how bad I am or good.
2: Yep, it was the most horrible, awful podcast
0: that I've it. ever done. I knew I it. I knew it. I had a
2: good time doing your podcast. Thank You're you so for good. having me. You are nice. Um, I'm good at podcasting.
0: Thank you. You guys heard it here. I'm just going to cut that out and I'm going to play it for everybody that I'm trying to get to come on this podcast. Um, sure. I'm going to send it to Hamda and try to get her to come on. Um, hey, uh, I can't wait to meet you. Do you want to be friends? We'll meet when you come to Houston.
2: We are now friends and I'll be happy to meet you okay. uh, if you're in the vicinity of my show for sure.
0: Yeah, we should hang out. I'm just kidding.
2: I Get understand it? what you're saying. That's the that sex means thing. that we're going to go on a date.
0: That's the callback to sexy time.
2: Talk uh, to your boyfriend.
0: I will. Um, okay. Well, Mike, thank you so much. So people are going to come see you November 6th at Secret Group. Yes. And they should listen to Hang Out With Me.
2: Uh, yes. That is, that is my podcast. And they can watch my, my special on Netflix. It's called Small, Dork, and Handsome.
0: Yes. I've watched it. Um, that came oh, out a while ago. Thanks.
2: Right. it came out two years ago but yep. uh, the way Netflix works is uh, you can watch it that
0: all the time guys if you don't understand how Netflix works you can just turn it on Keep it's still there watching it yeah yep. I did watch it uh, years ago and I loved it so I will see you November 6th and we'll hug and we'll kiss on the cheek and maybe more
2: sounds great thank Looking you
0: Mike it. so much thank you so thank much thank you Stacey. bye okay.
2: talk to you later bye
3: maybe. Mocking bird network. <coughs>